Welcome to the Lady Preacher Podcast, a podcast for the progressive Christian, where we talk about an all-loving God, an embodied Christ, and an ever-moving spirit. Dive right in as we wrestle with what it means to live out our faith in the world. Hello, my friend. I'm so thankful that you are here today. I know it is a busy time for many of us, and I appreciate you carving out space and time in your day to hear scripture and to reflect and to let it touch you and speak to you in a new way. Thank you so much for being here. I do want to note that this is Holy Week, and as we step into Holy Week, it is a busy time in the church life, and I just want to make sure that we all have that space and time to reflect on God's grace and God's love during this particular week, so we will not be releasing an interview. I hope that you enjoy this message, and we'll be back again next week with more interviews. But I really hope and pray that you find time and space this week to be with God, to reflect on Christ's journey to the cross, to everything that happened that week, and take time to to hold vigil on Friday and Saturday in the ways that darkness covered the earth and sadness and grief was overwhelming. A hope maybe wasn't anywhere to be found. And then the journey to the empty tomb and what that all means and the wonder and excitement that comes. I pray you take time for that. But today, as I record this, is Palm Sunday, and I want to share with you the retelling of this story from the Spark House Children's Bible. And I'll link to that in our show notes so that you can get that resource if you would like it. But I read this to the young folks in my church this morning uh, via Zoom, and I so appreciated this creative retelling. So I hope you enjoy it as well. And this is based off of Mark chapter 11, verses 1 through 11. Friends, Jesus said to his disciples, I need to go to Jerusalem. I've got some important things to do, and I want to celebrate Passover with you there. Will you come with me? Sure, said the disciples. Passover is a great holiday. Such good food. And what a wonderful story Passover celebrates. The exodus of God's people, the Israelites from Egypt. It's good to be with friends and family at Passover. So Jesus and his friends started to go to Jerusalem. When they got to the city, Jesus said, I'd like two of you to go borrow a donkey in the next village over. Please tell the owner I need it. He'll understand. When the two friends came back with a donkey, Jesus climbed on its back and rode down the hill into the city of Jerusalem. The disciples followed behind him. Suddenly, they found themselves in a parade. People were singing and shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna, here comes God's King, Hosanna, praise God. People all over heard the shouting and singing and they joined the parade too. Hundreds of people, thousands of people. They started taking off their coats and laying them on the ground for Jesus and the donkey to walk on. They pulled palm branches down from the trees and waved them as they sang. Then they drew their palms on the ground to make a path for Jesus. The crowds gave Jesus a royal welcome as he rode into the city, just like a king. But Jesus 
was a very different king. He was a king of peace. Not everyone understood that. Jesus was not at all what they were expecting. They thought the crowd was too loud and the parade was getting too big. Who is that man? Someone asked. What's going on here? Asked another. The crowd answered, this is Jesus, God's king. He has come to save us. Some of the religious leaders murmured, hush, Jesus, tell your friends to be quiet. It's way too loud here. But Jesus said, we can try to make these people be quiet. But that wouldn't make a difference because today the whole earth is celebrating. Please pray with me. Holy and gracious God, may we join the whole earth and all of God's creation in celebrating the coming of Christ, his entrance into Jerusalem. Help us to hear what this means. Touch our hearts, challenge us, and encourage us on this journey as we walk with Jesus. Guide us always, O oh God. Be with each person who hears these words today. May they feel your grace and your love. Wrap them in your comfort and care and fill them with your peace. Open our eyes and fill our well today. Amen. This past week, I spent some time with my vaccinated family, which was such such a gift. It had been so, so long since we had all seen each other. And I, I finally got to meet my nephew, who's just under a year old, and hear him laugh and smile and, and get to play with him. And also with the rest of our nieces and nephews, we were able to spend time with them, especially outside to be safe. But it was such a gift. And there was a really cool moment when... One of our nieces asked Kevin, she loves asking him theological questions. Uh, my husband is Kevin, by the way. Uh, she asked Kevin about Lent, like what, what is Lent? And he talked about how Lent is a time when we acknowledge that being a Christian isn't always easy. And I really appreciated that definition that he offered. That Lent is this time when we honor and recognize the difficult road that Jesus and so many of his followers have walked, that Christianity isn't about glory and fame and honor. It's not about choosing the easy path, but the, the more difficult one or the, the road less traveled, if you will. Lent is a time when we hear scripture verses like, take up your cross and follow me. When we talk about that challenge and call of Christ to live differently, to help create and usher in that kingdom of God that is so different than how our world is today. This is when we learn that, that being a disciple isn't about fame and worldly honor, but a life of service. And this year in particular, I think we have felt the weight of our faith. As Christians, we knew that we needed to care for our neighbors in particular ways. When Jesus says, love God and love your neighbor as ourself, there is this inherent call that our faith, inherent in our faith, is love of God through love of neighbor. And to love our neighbor well this year, we had to trust that gathering together in person was not safe. And we had to learn new ways to gather. We had to take the road less traveled, the less popular road, 
we chose to take care of each other and to love our neighbor by wearing a mask, even when it wasn't really the popular choice, because that is what our faith called us to do. And so we have become intimately connected to this idea that being Christian isn't about being popular or making the popular choice, but about doing what's right. This year, we saw a ton of people, especially young people, standing on the side of the oppressed, being in solidarity with those who experience oppression and racism and hatred and violence, particularly at the hands of the state. And they stood in solidarity with them, and many did so because their faith called them to be there. Not because it was what was popular, but because it's what was right. We are often tempted to go with what is most acceptable. But part of what Jesus did is saying, what, what if what's acceptable isn't what's good? What if what's acceptable to those in power is so harmful to those who are not in power and that that is unacceptable? And so Jesus comes to disrupt that and in doing so disrupts us. And so then we are called to reject that temptation to live into what is considered normal or acceptable by unequal and inequitable society, but instead disrupt and challenge that so that the kingdom of God can be ushered in. And so we learn and work at not giving into those temptations. And that's something we reflect on in Lent too. We reflect on temptation. The 40 days of Lent is reflective of Jesus's 40 days and his journey in the wilderness. And he's tempted three times. And the first time it's Satan saying, I will turn these stones into bread. And Jesus says, men cannot live on bread alone or humans cannot live on bread alone. And for us, what that represents to me is there's this temptation to not rely on God, to believe we can do it all on our own. But this is Christ himself saying, you cannot live on bread alone. You need God to sustain and guide you on this path. And that second temptation, Satan says, throw yourself down from this pinnacle. He lifts him up high to this pinnacle and says, throw yourself down and God will save you. And Jesus says, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. For me, this reminds me of that temptation to, to not wear a mask and say, oh, God will protect me. But isn't that the same as, as putting God to the test? I have seen our faith lived out by caring for each other in these ways, like wearing a mask or that third temptation. They're up on the mountain and Satan points out all of the kingdoms of the earth and says, all of this could be yours if you just worship me. And Jesus says, you shall worship only the Lord, your God. And this is that temptation that I'm, I've been speaking of through this message, that temptation of fame and glory over a life of service over a life marked by the kingdom of God. This temptation to choose a life that is high and mighty instead of a life that is lowly and humble and of service to others. During Lent, we have been faced with our own temptations. This past year, we have been faced with our own temptations. But these passages remind us of God's call and challenge on our lives to rely on God, to do what is right and good, to not live for our own fame, but in service of others. And now as we enter Holy Week, 
this Palm Sunday, we can get caught up in the fanfare and to to think of Jesus's procession into Jerusalem as a big parade and celebration and to imagine him as a king riding in on a high horse to conquer Rome. But that's not what this was. As this story said, Jesus was a different kind of king. Jesus rode on a donkey instead of a high horse because as one of my kids said today, he didn't need that. Jesus rode on a donkey for humility's sake. And he knew as he rode into Jerusalem that he was riding towards his death. This was his march to the cross. It was heavy and it was deep. And yes, there was celebration, but people laid their coats and their palms down both to honor him. But also I like to imagine that it was to make the road a little softer for him to walk on as he made this journey. There's a tradition in some countries to cover the roads in flowers on Palm Sunday and then to walk on them barefoot. And you can feel as you do that, the softness of the flowers over the gravel. Jesus had a difficult and rocky road, but the people laid their coats down to soften it and to let him know that he wasn't alone. And there are so many ways that we lay down our coats and our palms for each other to make the road a little easier to walk. There is so much I have seen people do this last year to lay down their coats, to lay down their palms, to make this road just a little bit softer. And as we do that, just as these people did thousands of years ago, we make way for Jesus to enter into the kingdoms of our lives into the kingdom of our hearts, into the kingdom of this collective community, ushering in that kingdom of God. As we make that ground a little softer for each person to walk on, we make way for Christ and his love to usher in, to save us, to offer us a new way of being, to save us from the sins of our culture the sin that excludes, the sin that oppresses to save us from those things and say, here is a new way. Choose love, not death. Christ is here to save us from the things that wreak havoc on our hearts and on our souls and on our communities. He came to save us from those things and bring us new life to show us how can we choose life again and again and again. And so with Christ on this Palm Sunday, we make our journey. We know that the road is difficult and yet we lay our coats and our palms down in honor of him. What a privilege it is to pave the way to follow then in his footsteps and to proclaim, Hosanna, Christ is coming. Hosanna, Christ is here. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. He who comes to heal. He who comes to save. He who comes and preaches and teaches and saves. Who will command us once again, one final time this week, love one another. What a gift it is to be his people to be saved through him and by him and to be this kingdom of God. What a gift. What a privilege. What a responsibility. And what a blessing. Amen. And thanks be to God. Blessings on your Holy Week, my friend. I will see you next week. My friend, thank you so much for joining us today. I am so grateful for you. Without you, this ministry would not be possible. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. 
The Lady Preacher podcast is part of a nonprofit called Dancing Pastor Ministries. And you can find us online at dancingpastor.org or join the community by finding us on Facebook at Dancing Pastor Ministries. If you would like to be a part of supporting this podcast, there are many ways you can do that without giving monetarily. You can share our posts on social media, send an episode to a friend, or just leave a review. If you would like to support us financially, you can do so at dancingpastor.org slash give. My friend, you are a gift. Thank you for being here and God bless.